present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Nittleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week in London at the Victoria Palace Theatre. This area's most famous attraction is Tate Britain, the art gallery on the site of the old Millbank Prison. During renovation work, evidence of the former use of the building was discovered in the form of a slopping out bucket which had lain unemptied for a century. (laughs) A workman dragged the fetid bucket out into the main hall where he promptly won that year's Turner Prize. (laughs) A strange piece of art, maybe, but one judged by critics to be particularly fine as the flies follow you around the room. (laughs) The child prodigy Mozart lived for a time here where, at the age of four, he wrote his first two symphonies, the A major and G minor. Comedian Professor Stanley Unwin regularly appeared here. Despite his apparent jolly demeanour, Unwin was in fact a lifelong sufferer of clinical depression, admitting to frequent bouts of feeling suicidal though. <laughs> but he's not alone in finding causes of deep depression in these parts. <laughs> Let's meet the teams. They are on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Rob Bryden. And eager as ever to place her comfortable seat on my left hand, please welcome our scorer, the delightful Samantha. Okay, we kick off with a new game, which I'm told is going to be riveting. (laughs) But as the teams are hopeless at metalwork, let's try something else. (laughs) Now, medical research indicates that very soon nearly everyone will be clinically obese. This means that famous lines from film and TV will need to be rewritten to fit the image of the overweight stars. So, teams, let's hear your fat quotes. Barry, would you care to start, please? Well, this is uh, legendary lion Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. Here's looking at you, kid. Move over, I can't see the piano. (laughs) Arnie, hasta la pasta, baby. (laughs) Graham. Uh, Clint Eastwood, go ahead, eat my pie. (laughs) And Rob. Uh, Shakespeare, uh, tubby or not tubby. From Sunset Boulevard. I am big. It's the pizzas that got small. (laughs) Clark Gable in Gone with the Wind. Fatly, my dear, I don't river dance. E.T. Phone dominoes. (laughs) The graduate, Dustin Hoffman. You trying to reduce me, Mrs. Robinson? The first rule of Fat Club. (laughs) Excellent. What happens in Fat Club stays in Fat Club. (laughs) 
Marlon Brando, I'm going to make him an omelette he can't refuse. <laughs> uh, the, the A team, I love it when a fan comes together. The teams are going to sing for us now oh. in the round called One Song to the Tune of Another. That title is largely self-explanatory, but just to clarify the modus operandi, it might be helpful, teams, to imagine songs to be peanuts. The tunes are analogous to the shells which carry the peanuts or words. The shells can be opened up and the peanuts or words removed. Now, I know exactly what you're thinking, teams. Are there not health hazards associated with peanuts? Well spotted, because in certain circumstances, peanuts or words can cause an allergic reaction or stick in the throat. Word. <coughs> Words such as Colin Sell is at the piano. Okay, Barry, you can start. I'd like you to sing the words of the teddy bear's picnic to the tune of the windmills of your mind. If you go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you better go in disguise. For every pair that ever there was will gather there for certain. Because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Picnic time for teddy bears, the little teddy bears are having a lovely time today. Watch them catch them out of bears and see them picnic on their holiday. See them gaily gad about. Tim, now you ought to sing the words of Uptown Top Ranking to the tune of, <laughs> to the tune of When You Wish Upon a Star. See me in me heels and ting Then check say we hip and ting Show them no, no one ting We have them going and ting Na pop no starla strictly roots Na pop no starla strictly roots See me on the road I hear you call out to me Rob, I'd like you to sing the words of Madonna's Hanky Panky to the tune of Fly Me to the Moon. Some girls they like candy and others they like to grind I'll settle for the back of your hand somewhere on my behind Treat me like I'm a bad girl Even when I'm being good to you I don't want you to thank me, you can just spank me mm -mm -mm. Some guys like to sweet talk and others they like to tease Tie my hands behind my back And ooh, I'm in ecstasy 
Right, Simon Cowell. <laughs> Finally, Graham, would you sing the words of Simon Says to the Marlena Dietrich tune, Falling in Love Again? I'd like to play a game that is so much fun and it's not so very hard to do. The name of the game is Simple Simon Says And I would like for you to play it too Put your hands in the air Simple Simon Says Shake them all about Simple Simon Says Do it! When Simon Says Simple Simon Says and you will never be out. Right, we move on now to our regular public information section on health and safety, a subject we all take very seriously. <laughs> Only this week we heard about the effects of the smoking ban in Scotland. Drinkers in Scotland wanting a cigarette now have to step outside to a miserable, cold, damp environment, knee-deep in fag ends and litter. The north of England. <laughs> OK, in the interest of spotting hidden dangers, I'd like you, Barry and Graham, to assume the roles of bride and groom, proposing apparently harmless ideas for your wedding. You, Tim and Rob, are the safety advisors, tasked with identifying the potential health and safety hazards. OK, off you go. Well, you look a lovely pair. Oh. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, what, what, what sort of thing did you, uh, did you have in mind? We should just sort of clear Traditional up wedding. It's a traditional You've met my groom, haven't you? Yes, we are. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's a lovely-looking man. Yeah, traditional. Wendy's going to be wearing a white dress, a white yep. wedding dress. Yeah, let, let, me, let me stop you there. Yeah, um, there. The, the white dress, we, yeah. we are finding that is, is a potential hazard, Tim, with the, the, with the, um, the glare. With the glare, yes. with the glare from the white dress. You can have the white dress, but everyone has to wear dark glasses. That's <laughs> right. What else was it? I'll be ringing the bells at the wedding. Bells? We like that. Yeah, bells. The bells. bells, bells. You can, you can have the bells. Yes. We're, not, we're not saying you can't. I want to be very clear about this. We're not, not saying you can't have the bells. Oh, but well, the we, congregation will have to wear ear protectors. Oh. <laughs> and dark glasses. And dark glasses. And the dark, and dark glasses, glasses, yes. Glasses. Now, how yeah. do you, were you hoping for confetti? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard, Hard hats. Hats. Hard hats. Hard hats. Hard hats. Yeah. Maybe get a little, little bit of grit or maybe a little stone in yeah. with the confetti. Get in, can get in the eye, can't it, and blind yeah. people. Yeah, but yeah. you've got the glasses on, so you should be all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you stand on rice? I don't know. How do you stand on it? <laughs> so can, can, we, can we talk about the transport? What, what were you, how are you planning on getting to the church? We have a, a Cinderella coach supplied by the, uh, the donkey man. <laughs> can I ask, is it open-topped? Could be. Yeah, we, we can't go with the... There is a grassy knoll nearby. Oh, yeah. oh. And we, it, would, it would put such a dampener on it, the day if one of you were to have your head blown off. It would. All right. The reception, what were you thinking you're doing at the reception? Well, usual thing. Cutting the cake, all the yeah. traditions. Oh, oh, yes, all that, yeah. yes, oh. yes. Sorry, yes, I see where you're going now, uh, yeah. yes. Um, what are you thinking of cutting it with? 
Well, in a, 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 a safety a, cake cutter. A wild. <laughs> uh, for, for a minute there, we were very worried you were going to say knife. Oh, yeah. Right. At the end of it all, where are you uh, thinking of going on honeymoon? Basra. Basra. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. That's fine. That's That'll fine. be fine. That's yeah. Fine. yeah. Right, this time I'd like you, Tim and Rob, to assume the role of members of the WI, proposing apparently harmless ideas for a village fate, while Barry and Graham are the safety advisors. Off you go. Hello. Hello, hello. Tell hello. us about this fate, then, the yes. general scheme of things. Well, we're very well, excited, we're, we're very we? excited indeed. Not yeah. overexcited. Uh, just remember no. it's the WI, he said. Oh, and nice. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> would you like to kick off, Pam? Oh, I see. Uh, we've got a fortune teller. Ooh, lovely fortune teller. Bram tub. Yes. Yes. Bram tub. Yes. Uh, what does that involve? Uh, bran and bran? some tub. <laughs> you, you take a tub yes. and you put the bran, bran in, in the tub and that's yes. your bran tub. That's your bran tub. <laughs> Little more to it than that, really. And that's why it's called bran tub. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting spirit messages from Monty Python. <laughs> You hide little goodies in the tub. What goodies? <laughs> you, and, and have as, oh. You'd have to put the more popular ones near the top. I... <laughs> any any sporting activities? Ooh, uh, oh, yes, oh, lovely. We've got uh, the maypole, of course. The uh, maypole. The maypole. Yes. yes, yes. It's traditional. We'll be doing some pole dancing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I, can, I can see a hazard here. Oh, where? Um, the ribbons. I think, I, I, I think they could be a bit of a danger to the crowd uh, if, if some people in the crowd were accidentally caught up in the ribbons. Yeah. They, oh, that's they, a great they, shame. They could yes. become bored stiff. That's... <laughs> <laughs> hard, hard to imagine such a thing happening. It is. <laughs> In this, in this day and age, yes. Yeah. Is, is somebody uh, opening this fate? So you're getting somebody Oh, yes, we, we've put some feelers out. <laughs> yes. Well, haven't we? You have, Marjorie. Yes. <laughs> I can't stop myself. <laughs> yes, we were thinking Abu Hamza. Yep. Oh, fair enough. Because, of course, it would mean we wouldn't have to have scissors for cutting the ribbon. <laughs> we'll accept that. He, Our next round takes a look at some old newspaper items. I have here an ancient copy of the Times from when David Lloyd George was still the Liberal Prime Minister. Fewer than 2% of households had a telephone, antibiotics had yet to be discovered, and Britain ruled the mightiest empire the world had ever seen. Doesn't that seem incredible now? Yep. A Liberal Prime Minister. <laughs> Also, King George V was still on the throne after 11 years. <laughs> following his state visit to India. <laughs> but today I brought along a selection of incomplete newspaper cuttings from the very day on which I was born, which I'd like the teams to finish off. Right, Graham, you can start. Can you complete this headline from the Daily Sketch? War bond conversion. This is the last week. All applications must be... In before troops leave for Agincourt. 
Well, the answer is sent in not later than Saturday the 28th of May. Tim, now, can you complete this birthday headline from the Daily Mail? Pope appeals for... Leg before wicket. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is, as you probably guessed, peace. Rob, a headline for you to finish off from the Daily Mirror. Lord Inverporth to resign post of Minister of Musicians owing to... Minister of Musicians. It's not musicians. Is that what I said? Yes. (laughs) I I have such a dilemma then. (laughs) I was determined to get us in somewhere. Lord Inverpoth to resign post of Minister of Munitions owing to... Revelation that he fires blanks. (laughs) (laughs) Or, as you put it another way, ill health. (laughs) And Barry, can you complete this birthday headline from the Daily Mail? Gripped by crayfish, girl gripped by the leg by two large crayfish while... Crayfish dancing. The answer is bathing in Basingstoke Canal. (laughs) (laughs) It's even worse nowadays. Back to you, Graham. How about this from the Daily Mirror? King and Queen of the Belgians pay their... Servants in chocolate. (laughs) The answer is state visit to London. Tim Nark, what about this one from the Daily Sketch? These were all on the day I was born. Fancy. No, I wasn't born fancy. <laughs> oh, God, you've got to watch what you say these days. <laughs> what about... <laughs> we, we forgive him anything. He's a great munition. <laughs> Tim, what about this from the Daily Sketch? Advertisement. Eucryl, the choice of the fastidious, makes teeth look... Both ways. <laughs> the answer is like pearls. Rob, a headline for you from the Daily Mirror. World's tennis champion loses his luggage but... Still manages to beat Henman while filling in lost luggage form online. <laughs> the boring answer is not his game. And finally, Barry, how about this from the News of the World? Kiss to the pastor. Insane woman interrupts church service. Towards the close of the service at Trinity United Free Church Air, the young woman entered the pulpit while the minister was pronouncing the benediction and throwing her arms around the astonished clergyman, kissed him. She then addressed the congregation, shouting out, Hymn number 11. (laughs) That the kingdom of God had come on earth and that she was happy. And there you have it. Headlines from Monday the 23rd of May 1921, the day on which I was born, Ireland was given independence, and Mongolia declared war on China. The gestures were appreciated, but everyone else just sent a card or perhaps a shawl. (laughs) In the next game, the teams are going to construct their own science fiction drama. Now, Barry Cryer is well-versed in science fiction, having played a small role in Planet of the Apes. In preparation, Barry spent many hours with the prosthetics experts having a huge floppy purple backside. (laughs) Expertly disguised. (laughs) 
Okay, teams, in your DIY sci-fi drama, I want each of you to take the following parts. Rob, you can be Captain Rob. Tim, you can be Derek Nimoy, the captain's second in command. <laughs> Graham, your bones, the doctor. And Barry, you can be the engineer. I shall furnish you all with a selection of familiar sound effects common to the science fiction genre, which you can play in yourselves. Okay, your episode is 76 minutes to save the planet. Off you go. Captain's log, Starbucks on every corner. Captain. <laughs> we must get Do that door looked that, at. Uh, caught between a late door. <laughs> Captain! Captain! Repetition. <laughs> It's me, Derek Nimoy. Ah, yes, my trusty number two. I wish you wouldn't call me that, sir. <laughs> Have you seen the captain's log? Don't call. <laughs> captain, captain, she cannot take any more. Well, you have been married for 40 years. <laughs> no, 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 it's the boosters. Calm down, Taffy. <laughs> What's that? Oh, sorry, sir. It's a text from my wife. <laughs> what does she say? She says she cannot take any more. <laughs> captain, Captain, I got here as quickly as I could. <laughs> what is it, Bones? It's a horse. What do you think it is? <laughs> I have a message. What is it, Bones? Or, or, or may I call you Tom? <laughs> call me Tom. It's a distress call from the planet Carefully. We have just 76 minutes to save them. 76, Tom Bones? Let the big... Oh, dear. What shall we do, Derek Nimoy? We ought to beam down to the planet Carefully. Carefully. <laughs> and see if we can save them. Yes, but what about the dreaded Nagly Dagly monster? <laughs> Leave him here. <laughs> right. Come on, trusty crew. Let's go to the planet in the time machine. <laughs> Our home was still here. That's funny. It was working tomorrow. Okay, let's beam down instead. Oh, we're here. <laughs> that was quick. But look over there! So, you've fallen into my trap. It's Emperor Ming. Yes, Ming the Liberal. <laughs> That's better out than it. <laughs> Will the crew make it back to the ship? Will Ming the Liberal have his evil way? More next week. I cannot take any more. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time for the teams to...
it's just time for the teams to announce the late arrivals at the Fisherman's Ball. Samantha has to nip out now as she's off to see a Scots trawlerman friend whose vessel needs to go in for repairs. Samantha says he's keen to lay her up in the Orkneys. So while she's away helping with that, I'll ask the teams to announce their late arrivals at a ball for those associated with fishing. Graham, will you start, please? Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Klein and Sinker? And their son... <laughs> their son, Hugh Klein and Sinker. Barry? Closely followed by Mr. and Mrs. Otts and their daughter, Maggie, known to us all as Maggots. Tim? Will you welcome, please, a little more sympathetically... <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. for catching shrimps and their daughter, Annette. <laughs> Rob. Uh, please welcome uh, late arrival Mr. and Mrs. Cod Fingers <laughs> and their young son, Chris P. Cod Fingers. <laughs> and a very, very warm welcome, please, for Mr. and Mrs. Biggins Lately and their son, and Courtney. Courtney Biggins Lately. <laughs> Welcome, please. Mr. and Mrs. at the size of this one. <laughs> and their son, Luke. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Tight Shark. And their son, uh, Grey Tight Shark. <laughs> There's Noah with a big bootload of carp. He's the carp arc attendant. <laughs> Please, please give a very big welcome. Uh, they are quite late. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mayor and their daughter, Frida. <laughs> Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Trickiel and their son, Alec Trickiel. <laughs> now I said welcome him, please. <laughs> um, a delight to welcome Mr. and Mrs. Um, Teen and their exceptionally tall son, Long Gus. <laughs> Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Bennett? Look at the size of that crab. <laughs> and their son, Gordon Bennett. Look at the size of that crab. <laughs> All proceeds from tonight's ball are going to a refuge for battered fish. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, as the four-by-four four of destiny on the level crossing of fate stalls in the path of the speeding freight train of doom <laughs> and, the sig and the signalman of time rushes to fetch his camera <laughs> I notice it's the end of the show so from the teams, Samantha, myself and our fine audience at the Victoria Palace it's goodbye Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and Rob Dryden have been given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith. <laughs> Thank you.